so I've kind of been feeling lost a little bit lately and just all the crap going on. I mean, you can't turn on a TV, listen to the radio, watch a video or do anything online or in reality, it seems like physical time that doesn't involve just a bunch of shit getting thrown at you nonstop. And I sit there and I think about it and I go, well, if I just like ignore this stuff, I'm kind of contributing to it, right? I'm kind of like letting it happen to me instead of trying to control things and and put myself out there to make things so I have some say in what's going on. And what I'm starting to realize is that getting in that space for me anyway is starting I'm starting to see that oh I'm not really in control when I go down these roads and I have to voice my opinion about stuff and I have to sit there and and try to get other people to think the way I do and stuff which honestly is like banging your face against a concrete wall over and over again unless you're like some famous person or whatever I mean who really has sway on what anybody thinks you know because we're kind of been you know conditioned to respond to these inputs more positively than to respond to inputs by people that we don't know people that we have no idea who they are right so yeah I've just been thinking about all that and I'm starting to realize you know I don't want to participate in this bullshit anymore at all because you know all it does is just create feelings and emotions inside myself that cause me to react in certain ways or be angry in certain ways and think irrational and all these other things. But I'm pretty sure that this is happening to other people. And I'm pretty sure this is what has been engineered to happen. Right. It's been engin- We've been engineered to be in this state because we were all starting to like get information finally, and um, the only way you can dis- discredit information is to cause chaos by access to information, and that's what's going. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that. Politicism. Langism. Socialism. Spiritualism. Fabulism. Nationalism. Elaborate schism. Mysticism. Communism. Spiritualism. Capitalism. Globalism. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Langisms Podcast, and I'm Lang. This is my podcast. 
I talk about all kinds of stuff. And uh, I'm going to talk about some stuff today, but before I get into it, you guys should know you can contact me at langisms at gmail.com. You can go to the blog, langisms.blogspot.com, get some information there, make comments. Or you can go to my Facebook page, it's Langisms on Facebook. And you can find the podcast on iTunes, Buzzsprout, Google Play, Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Although the SoundCloud thing might change in the future because I get more listens on the other through the other website. So, but uh, yeah. So if you guys want to contact me, if you have any things you want to talk about, if you have any opinions you want to share, if you have any ideas that you're curious about what I think about, go ahead and contact me through one of those venues, and I will definitely let you know what I think. Maybe share your your thoughts on a podcast. If that's okay, and yeah, so there you go. <clears throat> All right, so this this episode, as you can tell, I'm kind of over shit, right? Right? And um, I've been doing a lot of, like, I decided, okay, well, I haven't watched Netflix in a while. I'm going to go on Netflix and see what there is that might catch my interest. And I started watching things like uh, Fire, about the Fire Festival, what a cluster that was and all the uh, the thought processes behind it and what I started seeing watching it and the horror that unfolded before me as a result of our systemic problems that we have in cult- our culture and our society was very evident in just watching this, right? I mean... There was a guy and Ja Rule. I can't even remember the fucking guy's name, right? And that just goes to show you, like, like uh, you can have some sort of wealth and stuff, but you'll never be com- comparative to anybody that's ultra-wealthy or in charge of a C- corporation or any of that stuff. So, And this guy was just trying to be that, and he did everything he thought he could that was within his power to do to, like, try to... Uh, achieve this but it ended up basically backfiring in his face a lot of people lost a lot of money a lot uh, he ended up going to jail and just turning around and trying to do the same thing over again and this is what i see as a systemic problem with the way things are set up right now as far as um i'm just gonna say as far as capitalism go as far as our monetary system go and as far as our social revenue I guess you could call it, you know, clicks, likes, shares, all that stuff translates to some form of payment and some form of wealth for people. And I could see that going on. But what really shocked me the most, and I was talking to my sister about this, and she kind of pointed it out too, like, and I didn't even have to tell her, was uh, when they got there to the thing and nothing was like it was supposed to be, all these people that could afford to fly themselves to the Bahamas and spend a weekend of, at a festival there and put money onto their little ID braces and all this stuff, they could afford to do this. So this is thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So these people probably have really good jobs. They're probably like contributing to society. They're probably part of the mainstream of society or the upper class of society. But as soon as shit went down, man, they turned into those people you see on those end of the world shows that start pillaging and doing all sorts of crazy shit. Right. And these are supposed to be the people that are like you're supposed to look up to and shit. And they're going around slicing tents and peeing on mattresses and stuff and stealing pillows and toilet paper and just acting like savages. I thought that was really interesting. 
because all they really had to do was like come together and work together to make the best out of the situation. Instead, they lost their shit and went into every man for himself, survival, capitalistic, Darwinian bullshit mode, right? Survival of the fittest. Everybody wants to point to Darwin and say, oh, that's what Darwin said. So we're, we have to be like that, right? Darwin said most species really work together and help each other out. But there are a few species where it is survival of the fittest. And that contributes to their evolutionary process. So don't go around trying to compare me to some freaking birds that want to like f- where the parent has two birds and then one has to one child has to eat the other child. You can't compare that and say humans are like that. We're not. We're communal species. We thrive in community. We don't thrive by ourselves alone. Although some people probably do, but the majority of almost everybody, we need community to survive. And so I was watching this and I was just like, oh my God, right? But that was just the freaking tip of the iceberg. You know, I ended up watching a Netflix series called Dirty Money. And I was so heartbroken because I'm a Volkswagen guy. I had Volkswagen Beetles when I was growing up, like a 1970 bug, a 1974 semi-automatic Super Beetle. I just love the old Beetle cars. And I even my last car that I had was a Volkswagen Golf in 2011. It was a great car. I loved it. And uh, I watched uh, the first series, I believe, was about um, Volkswagen and how they were freaking installing software to to trick uh, emission standards tests for their turbo diesel, the TDI diesels that they had. And remember those commercials? Oh, it's clean, it's clean, it's clean. Well, apparently it wasn't. They were fucking with the system so that they could sell more cars. And what was really disturbing is they knew what they were doing. And what was even more disturbing than that is all they got was a slap on the hand. They got a slap on the hand for fucking spewing pollutants out into the air we breathe. You know? And then there was uh, one of the episodes was about this race car driver and he had a uh, payday loan business. And we should all recognize payday loan businesses are basically loan shark businesses that operate on ripping money and and exploiting people that don't have enough money to survive paycheck to paycheck. I've had friends that were in debt to these places and it took them years to finally get out of debt to these places. And when they did... They told me they said that was the worst thing I ever did. I should never, ever do that and all this other stuff. And, yeah, so I watched that, and it was just like another thing pointing to this this idea that you have to do whatever it takes to become wealthy, elite, rich, because that's going to make your life whole. That's going to make your life worthwhile. And I'm starting to understand that that's a fucking concept that's been propagated by ultra-wealthy people in order to basically manipulate the system for how they want. And you can tell me I'm wrong. I really don't care. If you're telling me I'm wrong, you're just part of the problem, honestly. Let's see. There was an episode about the pharmaceutical industry. You know, it started off talking about the guy that raised that price of that life-saving drug, but it goes even further into other companies basically not even innovating drugs and just absorbing other companies and then jacking prices up on drugs. And we can see that right now. With prices rising on pharmaceuticals here in the U.S., where everywhere else they're not. It's because they can. They can fuck us over. Because we're a free market capitalist country, right? That's just how it is. That's just business. <laughs> Think about that and chew on that for a while. So if you like sitting there going, oh, my God, I'm getting screwed over by the man, whatever. Well, that's because we voluntarily live in a system where we, where we pr- praise people 
for their quote unquote business savvy skills of fucking people over left and right. And that's what it really came down to. <clears throat> and if you've never seen the series, I recommend going on Netflix and watch it. It's called Dirty Money. Covers a lot of different areas of industry, you know, not just cars and pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals. It also goes into like the maple syrup industry and what's going what happened when all that maple syrup got stolen. I remember that. Um it talks it, it goes into a couple different things. I can't remember all the episodes offhand, but that was that was the the other thing I watched and I was like, Oh wow, that's really fucked up. You know, I knew things were fucked up, but now I'm starting to go, Oh wow, things things are really fucked up, right? Things are really out of control with, with corporate greed and just greed in general and wealth, like you know, and um yeah, so then I watched that. I ended up watching uh, Get Me Roger Stone again. I've already watched it once, and I was just like, oh, let me watch it again. And it was even more disturbing the second time around. And having retrospect on the whole thing even more, you know, three years into this current presidency, it was just like I just wanted to gag myself and vomit. I wanted to projectile vomit all over the place because of my disgust for, for just how – how diseased our system is our, our fucking system is diseased man it's it's fucked up you know well if you work hard and blah 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 you can be successful too yeah you need to add on a big chunk of fucking luck onto the end of that statement because yeah people have gotten out of poverty and are wealthy and shit but i guarantee you a lot of it has to do with luck a lot of it has to do with that you can sit there and say well i worked really hard well maybe you did but you know what there's a there's a lot more people out there that work their asses off probably harder than any other wealthy person has ever had to do their entire life. And they are still stuck exactly where they are because they didn't get lucky, lucky like most wealthy people. All right. Because that's what it really is. What else came across my purview? Oh, yeah, that freaking kid on YouTube that put the lifestyle video together about being a billionaire son and how it's all about putting yourself out there and girls and cars and jets and travel and what a really rough fucking life that is. That was really fr- fucked up to watch. And people are like, what's really funny is people are like dogging this dude. And I can't even remember the guy's name. They're dogging this guy, and it's basically increasing his his views on his YouTube channel and more subscriptions. So now he's like doing well. He's making money probably off of it, off of like flaunting his wealth in people's faces, you know. Besides being a really bad actor, <coughs> and and then the the cherry on the cake was I watched a, a documentary called The Bleeding Edge, and the, and this was about. Uh, the medical apparatus industry, so anything that they implant, any kind of machinery they use for operations, any kind of devices that they use in a, in a healthcare setting goes through this process. And what I realized after watching all of that, that things are way more fucked up than I thought. Way more fucked up. Like, I didn't realize, like, you would think, oh, the medical industry, they probably have to go through the same rigorous tests as the pharmaceutical industry. And we all know the problems that arise from the pharmaceutical industry and their their processes the process of getting drugs approved and stuff. The medical apparatus apparatuses have very even less strict guidelines to follow before they can put out things, right? 
And the movie covered uh, hip or hip implants. It covered uh, sterilization implants. It covered um, uh, vaginal mesh. Oh my god, that was horrifying. And and certain and I can't remember if there was a fourth thing or not. But just those three things alone was enough to make me sit there and doubt every single advancement in medical technology that's come out in the last four decades. But wait a minute. Don't they have to go through approval through the FDA? Yeah, but there's fucking loopholes they can get through. You can you can expedite a patent if you say this thing is similar to this thing and functions in a similar way as this thing, and they'll just streamline your patent through and you can get approval without doing hardly any t- any testing at all. And their big gripe is, well, you know, human testing costs a lot, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God, really? Is it really like you're worried about that when you're implanting things in people that are fucking them up? Dude had cobalt hip plant, and it jellified his tendons and cartilage and gave him a, a hundred times level of cobalt in his bloodstream, which was calling, causing neurological anomalies as well as psychological breaks. And he's found that 24 of his patients so far that have this metal in their hip replacements are exhibiting the exact same things. And who knows how many multiple thousands of billions of people or I don't even can't even fathom the amount of people that have metal metal things implanted in them that could cause these effects. So who knows how many people are freaking diagnosed with dementia or a multitude of other diseases that are basically just showing side effects from implanted material. Let alone the drug thing. I mean, shit, that could be. 25 episodes if I talked about that. <clears throat> so yeah, I started watching all these things and I, I realized, oh wow, it's way worse than I thought. It's totally way worse. It's much worse than I thought. You know, we have all these people on the right libertarian side of things that want a free market and stuff. And what I realized watching this is that's already here. The only reason they want to deregulate things is so that they don't have to hide it anymore. And they can just say, that's the system we live in, instead of trying to manipulate it behind the scenes to get it to get what they want. You know? Well, this is all fine and good, Lane. What do you think we should do about it? Well, I, I used to think that we could all work together to, to, to change these things, and now I'm kind of thinking, no, they need to freaking disintegrate and fall apart. I'm starting to think that everything needs to fail in order that we in order to be able to address it instead of being occupied by things like, I don't know, the Super Bowl or television or virtual reality or video games or a multitude of other things that distract us from what it's from living life. I mean. The Roman circus is alive and well, and it's working wonders for corporations because we're too busy, like, arguing amongst each amongst each other over a fucking brick wall somebody wants to build while we're having stuff given to us, done to us, and everything, and then blamed for any bad things that happen as, well, you need to be a better consumer, and you need to make more better choices. It's not our fault if our thing is fucked up. 
this is an issue. This is a very deep issue. And I'm starting to really believe that the only way that it could all like eventually get get fixed is everything has to be torn down. Everything has to be destroyed. And you might be going, well, that seems a little extreme. Really? Do you think that the people that are running the show in these industries and in the government that support these industries really want to give up their 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 bank account in the Cayman Islands and their yachts and all this other shit and the, the tons of money they're making? And just to put this in perspective, yeah, some of these companies end up like getting sued and stuff and they pay out. For instance, with the Esure, uh birth, con- birth control sterilization device, they ended up paying out, I believe, $300 million in, in damages to people. But this is already after they made 600 and, and, and 600 and whatever $9 billion off of it. So that $300 million wasn't really – it was just kind of a drop in the bucket. It was probably a nuisance, right? Because now somebody can't get their new jet or their extra jet. Or their their new their extra home in Aspen or wherever the fuck they want to have it, you know. We're talking about people's lives being destroyed and stuff for profit, and then it's just chalked up to well, this is the system. This is just the best we have. Is it really? If this is the best we have, then we suck. We suck at at trying to you know do everything. And if you want to sit there and say, well, this is how innovation works and blah blah blah. There's a difference between innovation and throwing a bunch of shit out a wall to see what sticks because that's what's going on. That's why there's fucking new technology coming out all the time without any real thought put into, hey, is this going to will this lead to something better or is this going to be something that's going to vanish in 5 years? They don't think about that all all corporations and ultra wealthy people think about is how to extract money from the general population period they don't care what happens to individuals they don't care what happens to your family and they definitely don't give a fuck if you're living in the gutter or not as long as they've gotten what they can from you you're expendable i'm expendable we're all fucking expendable which is really weird when i think about it because we're the ones that all these entities are dependent on to keep them in the place where they're at Without society, without communities and stuff, these people would be just nobody. And they kind of are in a way because who really remember, is going to remember who ran, who was the CEO of whatever fucking business 30 years from now? Zero people will. I can tell you that. Because who was CEO of, of Pacific Bell? If you even know what that is. Tell me, tell me who was CEO of that back in the 19, 1980. And without even looking it up, because nobody fucking knows, nobody remembers, and nobody cares. You know? So this is the problem I'm seeing. And like I said earlier in the intro, it's like bashing my head against a fucking wall when I talk to people like this. And I get that fucking... That that general response of, well, it's the system, it's the best we have. Well, if this is the best we have, it's it's horrible. You know, I would like to sit there and say, hey, we can start fixing this slowly and legitimately working together and stuff. But it doesn't seem like the powers that be want to let go of their death grip on the control that they have over everybody. You know, 
So if you're wondering what you can do to maybe like address some of these issues in your life, because that's what really is going to start making a, the biggest impact if we start looking at our own personal lives and start making choices and changes in that, that will not necessarily affect the world, but it will affect our views on the world. And then maybe other people will start seeing that and start questioning things a little bit more. And then maybe we can start some kind of generalized movement in a certain direction to try to make fucking everything better for everybody because we all live in a tiny fishbowl. We all share everything on this planet. No one person or one thing can claim ownership of anything on this planet and that just blows my mind that we've 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 gone and agreed to all that we need to work together our fish tank is turning into a septic tank and we're all gonna be fucking extinct and i don't want to see that but maybe it's for the better you know because i'm just in here watching this going oh my god everybody's fucking oblivious you know go ahead and turn back on the fucking super bowl or the game or whatever the fuck it is you want to watch you know whatever fucking music you're going to be a star show all that shit it's all a distraction it is and it's working it's working brilliantly the distractions working the divide and conquer is working the roman circus is in full swing and we're oblivious to it because we're all too busy going, yeah, I want fucking this, man, I want fucking that, yeah. I want a better world is what I want. <laughs> okay, I got a little heated. Whew. Felt good to get that off my chest to y'all. So what are some of the things you can do to change yourself? I don't know. Start looking around. Start asking yourself why you have all the shit you have, what it does for your life. Does it make, it feel, make you feel better? Does it make you feel better holding on to that shit from high school and playing that tape over and over again in your head? Let me give let me clue you in. That shit's over. That shit is over. It's not who you are now. It's not who I was. I threw away my yearbooks uh, a year ago. I was looking at them. I was like, I never fucking look at these. And I started looking through them, and the stupidest shit kids write in fucking yearbooks was in there. And I was just like, why do I have this? It's taking up space in my room. It's something else I have to think about when I move and all this other stuff. And I took them and I dropped them in the trash. And you know what? I don't regret it. High school sucks for most people. What else have I done to change? I've been looking at like my use of plastic, my, my effect on the environment. I'm trying to address that. I, of course, I live with two other people, so it's kind of hard to force them into my viewpoints, but I can do it myself. I have reusable cloth wraps that that are antimicrobial. They seal on the bowl. They keep the oxygen out. You can rinse them off and use them multiple times, and when you're done, you compost them. Perfect. I have glass storage containers that I use, no longer all plastic. Um, I'm working on getting rid of plastic bottles is my next thing and getting rid of uh, aluminum cans. And not purchasing anything like that anymore. And that's my next step. And I'm also working on growing my own food. That's a big one. Because as I talked about the FDA and their process for medical stuff. Well, just remember, they are part of the responsible for the process of food production and food approval and all that stuff. And they're not doing a great job at all. At all. And I think one of the biggest things you can do to take your your own freedom back is to grow your own food as much as possible and be self-sufficient in that area 
as much as possible and and that's my next thing we finally have a property i am starting to pot plant stuff i'm starting starters already i'm going to be growing food i got basil going i got lettuce going i got mini cherry tomatoes going i have another thing i think it might be squash or it might even be watermelon i'm not sure because i didn't mark it when i planted the seeds and it's just growing so i got something else going I'm getting ready to start herbs. I want to get, get some raised beds going. I want to do like a water system where I can collect water off of any part of our property that's not already being collected in our cistern and use that for watering the garden and stuff to alleviate having to use the water that we drink. <clears throat> because if you don't know, I live in an island and we have to collect our own rainwater. So that's actually a good thing too because – that eliminates the need for me paying the water company all the time a bill. And we have solar panels. I recommend everybody look into solar panels. I recommend just trying to become more self-sufficient and not rely on shit all the time. I also recommend stop being hooked onto Amazon and ordering shit from them because they really don't need the money. And they're a company that holds cities hostages and communities hostages with their with them flexing their their wealth muscle and saying, hey, we'll fuck you over and leave and all this other shit, you know. And that's another problem I think that we need to look at is, like, corporations should be thankful that they can operate in, a, in our society, period. And if they don't like it, maybe it's best if we just stop giving them our business and let them go elsewhere and see if they can fuck over other societies just as much as they're fucking us over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you can do with your health care, too, is ask a billion questions, especially if a doctor's sitting there saying, hey, this is new technology, blah, blah, blah. Be like, really? Um, how many times have you done the procedure? What is the complication rate on this? What kind of return rate to have other procedures done to address what this procedure did? What's the rate on that? There's a lot of questions you can ask, and I believe you can go to, um, I think it's the CMS website or the uh, Joint Commission website, and you can look up information and do comparative things on different hospitals and stuff as far as the outcomes of certain surgeries, the outcomes of infection rates, and all that stuff, and compare them and see what their actual rate is compared to regional and national averages. I recommend that. But if, if you have a doctor that's just like, oh, yeah, I've done this. It's fine. It's brand new. I, I received the training, which could be a day to three days of training, right? Just like they talked about on the, the Bleeding Edge, the Da Vinci machine. The company only requires that doctors come in for like three hours. And they, they before they got the approval for their patent, they were like, oh, we're going to do extensive training with these doctors. As soon as that approval happened, guess what? They were like, oh, no, we're not. We're just going to do this. We're going to offer this amount. And we're going to let the doctors determine whether or not they feel capable of doing this. Meanwhile, women's intestines are falling out of their vaginas from hysterectomies done with this robotic device. Just saying. I'm not saying it should go away. But I'm saying doctors need to be held accountable for for their operational instincts and stuff. And like the one guy said, he goes, I didn't even feel proficient using this machine until I had done 300 procedures as compared to three days of doing it, something on a pig. <clears throat> Just something to think about everybody. I mean, I'm not telling everybody to go out and change their lives. You do whatever the fuck you want. Eat whatever you want. Spend your money however you want. 
But just know that when you're doing it blindly and you're not aware of what's going on and you're too busy worrying about the fucking Super Bowl or or whatever stupidity that we're told we need to worry about, there are people doing things to to make themselves extremely wealthy on the backs of us all. Which goes to my final point that wealth, money, power, greed, all this stuff is an addiction. We like to sit there and say it's not because they're not in the corner slapping their arm and living in squander, but they're living in disgustingly wealthy filth, and they cannot stop. They cannot stop, and they will do anything to keep getting that drug, that adrenaline rush, that and, and, and getting that need fixed within them by acquiring more and more and more and more wealth and separating themselves from society, kind of like a drug addict does because they all live in their own little bubble and they are totally disconnected from everything else. It is a drug, and we need to address that. We need to address why this addiction happens with people when they start to come about money and it just it snowballs into this all-out, out, uncontrollable addiction. It is an addiction. If you don't think it is... Then you're told. Then gambling's not an addiction. Overdrinking's not an addiction. Heroin use is not an addiction. If you're gonna say that all these things are addiction, you have to look at the mental process behind it. And when I look at people that are extremely wealthy and they can't stop, they have to keep acquiring more and more than they'll ever be able to use in their entire lives. That's an addiction. There is nothing that is enough to satisfy these people. And I, I feel for them. I, I don't want them to be going through that because it does have a toll on them whether they know it or not. A little piece inside of you dies every time you go down that road and you keep going down that road for every step. And people that have experienced addictions in other areas of life probably understand what I'm talking about. And wealth is no different. Money is a drug. Power is a drug. Status is a drug. And we need to talk about that. We need to talk about the mental health aspect of, of extreme wealth. All right. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. It was kind of short, but I'm kind of liking that. I don't need to fill up a total hour and everything. And yeah. So, um, everybody, just so you know, you can find me on iTunes, Buzzsprout, Google's Play, Spotify, and for now on SoundCloud, go to langisms.blogspot.com, leave a message on the blog posts. Um, I don't just do uh, podcast posts there. I try to do other things on there, too, so you might see, see some other things. You can contact me at langisms at gmail.com, and I do have a Facebook page. It's Langisms, all right? Everybody, I usually end this by telling you to love yourself because it is the best place to start. And while it is, um, don't just do that. Love yourself today. Find somebody else and let them know you love them and show them that you love them. And maybe help spread that a little more every day. Because if we do that, things will work out and we'll all move forward in a better way. And hopefully we can change things and help things get better for everyone everywhere. All right? I'm out of here for now. Take care of yourself. I love you all. Peace. Materialism. Politicism. Langism. Socialism. Spiritualism. Fabulism. Nationalism. Elaborate schism. Mysticism. Colloquialism. The
Langisms. 